It's now time for the Main Event Sports Show with your host, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, and produced by Jerry Hazard. The Main Event Sports Show is brought to you by Verizon Wireless, Lavish Life Hair Boutique, The Peer Group. You can follow the Main Event Sports Show at MainEventSports101.com. You can also follow the Main Event Sports Show on Twitter at MeSports. And you can also download the Main Event Sports Show app. Just go to your favorite app store and search Main Event Sports Radio. It's now time for the Main Event. how they would do um the cards were in in, in a uh in a kind of a slugfest early it was very slow and but it started out ice cold yeah they could, couldn't really hit any shots it looked like a lot of the virginia games where it's really low scoring kind of just a rock fight everybody's you know rolling around nobody's hitting any shots and that's the way it looked early um but then the cards kind of turned it on at the uh, you know down the stretch of the first half Pushed it out, uh, you know, to a to a decent lead. They got about a six point lead heading into the break, um, and then they pretty much put it away. Ray Spalding was a man possessed. Twenty one point sixteen rebounds. That's like Dwight Howard work. And you know what? The, the light. You know what? I was about to say maybe the light is actually coming on for Ray, but I still think it's a little too early. I agree to tell. I mean, I still want to see U of L play kind of like, like talent. Yes. That really, cause to, to really tell what this team is like, we have to we have to see them against like talent. I, I hope our man Mark Bacon. I could be wrong. Uh, of of uh, you know uh, of main event DC calls in today because me and Mark got into a heated debate. Uh, we we got into a, a heated debate about uh, you know who the the guys that you know who means the most to this team and who are the big players uh, on this team. So I'll be very interested to see. I hope hopefully Mark will call in because I got some questions. For my man. So, Mark, if you're out there listening, I'm going to need you to give me a call in before we get out of here today. But, yeah, I agree with you. Ray Spalding, um, he came in. He played like a man possessed. 21 points, as we talked about. 16 big rebounds. Two blocks, three steals. He was doing everything. Yeah, um, I, mean, it look, I mean, the past couple of games, it looks like he started to turn a corner. Then the last game, he wanted the ball to close the game out. Hit the big shot. Which which is huge. Yeah. Which is huge. I mean, he wanted the ball. Louisville down one. He, he, knew, what to do. he knew what to do with it. Took him to the baseline, took a, a shorter guy, smaller guy, took him to the paint, pull a move on with the baby hook, all net. I mean, that's what you want your big guys to do. That's what you want your primetime players to do, to want the ball and, and when it counts, to take the ball, to take the game over and make the clutch shot. And then that's what he's done. So for the past two games, Ray may actually be living up to his potential. But once again, we have to see what happens I when they start playing like talent. I need to see it in a big game because this was the thing. Nani Wadawaku, his freshman year at UofL, had flashes. But of he, greatness. he never really did it against the good teams. And that's the thing. Like, like can he do it against light talent? And in that second year, Nanu showed against big teams, played very well, and ended up being drafted into the NBA, now plays for the um, Houston Rockets. So – for Ray Spalding, everybody's always talked about Ray has this immense talent, this immense potential, and he could be, you know, Louisville's, you know, highest rated player as far as talent wise, upside. But you, but you gotta show it when you play the Duke. Yes. You gotta show it when you play UNC. 
You know, you got to show. You can't have that three, re, you know, three point two rebound performance like he did against Purdue. Yeah, disappeared when Louisville needed him against Purdue. Doesn't do anything. They lose against Seton Hall once again. Gets into early foul trouble. Really doesn't do anything. Tournament time last year. Exactly, and, and this is going to be the thing. So you know, I know a lot of people. Love Ray Spalding, and they love what he's doing. He's from the city of Louisville, Trinity graduate. I love Ray Spalding. But you know what, bro? I got to see it against good competition. So I'm glad you're dunking on little dudes and yelling and flexing and all that stuff. I'm down. I like it. I've been a car supporter my whole life, but I need to see you do it when the lights is on. Against like talent. And you know what? That like talent is going to be coming up next Friday. Yeah, because if you go to NBA, it's nothing but – Superstar talent. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you know, so I, I give Ray credit. Um, he got it done. Uh, other guys that did very well today, Quentin Snyder continued his strong play, 12 points, three rebounds, uh, five assists, only two turnovers and a steal. Quentin, after, you know, kind of being the whipping boy early in the season, everybody wanted to talk about and yell about. Louisville fans are about as impatient as, uh, as you know, they are about the most impatient people I've ever met in my life. Like, literally – Every time anything goes wrong, all Louisville fans want to do is whine and cry. This dude's terrible. That dude's terrible. They did my man Peyton Seaver like that. Then they started out the season. Now Quentin Snyder's finally playing well. Uh, I'm glad to see it. Um, you know, so I, I was glad to see what he did. Um, I thought that Ryan McMahon, coming off a very strong performance where he hit five threes in the previous game, playing better, uh, did not play, did not shoot the ball particularly well today. He was only one of five shooting in the game. Only hit one three, but. He still affected the game. He had two assists, no turnovers, three steals, four rebounds. And that's the thing that I like. Because most times people always say for shooters, guys who are known as just quote-unquote shooters, they usually don't affect other parts of the game. But literally, even though Ryan McMahon wasn't scoring, he was doing a lot of the other things. He was getting steals, uh, making smart plays. He was doing so many other things on the court. That was huge for Louisville. So, I mean, Ryan McMahon coming back, getting healthy. I think he's playing really, really well. David Padgett is – committed now to playing more of Honest and Ray together. I think that's huge. I talked about the fact that he was going too much with that small lineup early. Um, Padgett has really started to kind of lean on the big guys. The big guys are doing well. Honest Mahmoud had another very nice game. Uh, three block, three more blocks, two assists, a couple of nice drop-off passes to uh, Ray Spalding, five rebounds. So, I mean, Louisville is, is working their way through it, man. I mean, it's you know, Louisville fans, this is what I call the year of fear. And the reason I call this the year of fear is that literally everybody is afraid of their own shadow because they're on this voyage without Rick Pitino. So anything that goes wrong, people think the whole world is falling. Every time a guy's going through a slump, every time a guy's not necessarily playing his best, it's that fear of we don't have Rick Pitino anymore and everything is just going to go to heck in a handbasket because coach is not there. And, and you know what? From what I've seen of David Padgett, he's really impressed me. I thought he's done exceptionally well in terms of how he's handled this team, how he's managed in-game uh, responsibilities. Uh, so many things that Ray Spalding is doing right, or excuse me, that David Padgett is doing right now are hitting the right note. So I, I will say, I've seen a lot of coaching. We yeah. saw North Carolina mm-hmm. go down to Wofford, mm-hmm. um, you know, earlier this week. They lose. Louisville, you know, was down. They came back and won to Albany. North Carolina was down three as well with two minutes to go. North Carolina lost. So while you can talk about David Padgett and be worried, all I'm going to tell you is that, you know what, I think Louisville's in good hands. I think they're going to be all right. They got the win. They get to head into Kentucky with a 10-2 and two mark, uh, you know, getting ready uh, for the dream game. Kentucky looks like they're going to come in at 9-2 and two after losing by 8 on the road. or not. It wasn't at UCLA. It was down in New Orleans. Um, they took the loss. 
So mm. both teams are going to come in with two losses, and I think both teams are going to be Kentucky's going to be fired up. They're going to be fired up. They're going to be yeah, hungry, yeah. man. I, I mean, this is the one thing. Jay, this game is I, actually I'm Friday. Noticing, this Friday uh, coming up this Friday, and okay. when you look at it, both teams against their best competition, UK versus UCLA, mm. and also versus Michigan State, they lost both of those games. Louisville goes That's on the right. road, loses to Purdue, loses at home to Seton Hall. Both teams have one good win. Kentucky beat Virginia Tech at home. Louisville beat Indiana at home. So is Indiana I, a good win? I mean. We don't know. I mean, Indiana Indiana beat Notre Dame, who was a top ten team, but then they lost to like Indiana State, and they lost to another really really bad team. Yes. Yeah, so so I mean, what what we're seeing right now, I mean, you had Duke lose to Boston College. So I mean, this is the thing that we were talking about last week with CL Brown is that we don't really know who Who's the good teams are. I mean, because everybody's losing games. So um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, I, I think that both Kentucky and Louisville need this win. Before they hit in the conference play, so I think it's going to be a very hotly t- contested game. I don't know if it'll be the most well played no, game. I would say but it's going to be interesting. I think Louisville may need this win more than Kentucky needs this win, only because I think Louisville's going to have a tougher time in the ACC than now, now the SEC is really good. SEC is a lot better. SEC is a lot better, but the ACC still from top to bottom the tougher league. We'll see. We'll see, because so, I, 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 you remember we were talking to CL about it. He thinks the best two leagues in the, in the NCAA are the ACC and the SEC, yeah. which is interesting. So, I mean, Kentucky's definitely not going to have the cakewalk that they've had before. Um, you know, But I agree with you. I think Louisville's schedule kind of frees them up because they do play an undersized Virginia. We're going to talk about twice. that on uh, the flip play, side. Uh, Notre Dame twice. Excuse me. They, they, they play Notre Dame twice and they play Virginia twice. Uh, as well as Pittsburgh. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, it's so much, so much to, to talk to, about. To talk about. Join so us. What's going on? It's going down. Join us. 776-1350. iTunes Radio. Tap into WLOU. You can join the number one sports show. Main event. Macy's One Day Sale. Shop incredible deals of the day. Wednesday, like select Charter Club cashmere sweaters for her, $39.99. Take 50% off. Boot styles she'll love. Dazzling diamond bangles or earrings, only $99. Save 50 to 60% on designer coats, suits, dress shirts, and more for him. And take 30% plus an extra 20% off. Great kitchen electrics. Macy's One Day Sale. The perfect gift brings people together. Savings off regular and sale prices. Exclusions apply. This holiday season, make the smart choice and switch to Sprint and get a new Samsung Galaxy S8, S8 Plus, Note 8, or S8 Active with 50% off your lease. That's right, the hottest Samsung devices, 50% off. Plus, with Galaxy Forever, you can upgrade to the latest Galaxy anytime after 12 lease payments. And when you switch to Sprint, you get the best price for Unlimited. $25 per month per line for a family of four, plus get a fifth line free. That's 50% off Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. You also get 10 gigabytes of mobile hotspot in HD, so you can stream your favorite holiday movies, music, and games. So stop by your local Sprint store, sprint.com slash holiday deals, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 to learn more. Requires 18-month lease in New Orleans. Savings via monthly credit applied within two bills. Early termination results from remaining balance due after 131 Pay $38 a month. And welcome back to the Maven Sports Show. This is your host, Haven Harrington, joined in studio by my main man, Jay Haz, and a green-eyed bandit himself, the 62nd Assassin, Mr. Marines 1995. I give you Rashawn Myers. 
Welcome back into the main event sports shows. 97, by the way, not 95. I graduated from Butler High School in 95. Right? I was guessing, man. I, I, I had, had, close, had no though. idea. <laughs> yeah, he was close. Uh, but, but we are actually joined. Everybody knows main event sports, uh, besides just being the, uh, the, the go-to for your sports information in the Derby City, uh, we also love to talk about a lot of great local events going down. And everybody knows main event knows how to party. Yes. Ain't no party like a main event party. So right, because main event party don't stop. Don't never stop. Don't never, never stop. So, you know, we actually brought somebody in studio. We got Miss Joanne Williams. Yes. In studio here to talk about a great event coming up for New Year's Eve. Miss Joanne, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. So talk about uh, your event you have coming up. Yes, uh, we, I have it. I've been having dances for about 40 years, and I have a New Year's Eve event. Uh, okay. 40 years. And I'll be at the Hilton Garden on Critton Drive. And the tickets are $55. And you, and you have, we have security. And it's a, it's an elegant dance. After five, dress, dress to impress. And you know, if you want a party, you need to be right there with me because I know what to do and how to do it. Uh-oh, oh, I there like you that. go. The high tech ladies gonna the get high tech, tech ladies. That's right, baby. That's me. That's it. So it's gonna <laughs> be held at the uh, Hilton Garden. Hilton Inn. Garden. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So um, it looks like it's gonna uh, get started around. Uh, looks like dinner at nine. Yes, dinner at nine. Okay, yes, and, and dance then, of ten to two. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. awesome. So, uh, how, how do folks uh, get in touch uh, to get reach out, get tickets? Well, you need to uh, call. Um, I'll, I'll leave my number. You need to call five zero two 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 four two three eight six or 749-9741. But you have to really get in touch with me quick to get in there because you know we'll only have so many people coming in. Okay, you can't have running over. You know, because I got to make sure everything's running just right. That's right, because tickets are going fast. There it is. There it is. So let me ask you, like, if if folks wanted to check out maybe, uh, you know, the previous events in the past, was anywhere where they can go and check out pictures from any of the previous events or anything that's going on? Yes, I have a a private picture man that would be there taking pictures, and he has pictures from some of my events that I have. Yes. Awesome. Also, we're going to get pictures. We're going to get entertainment too, right? Yes. Oh, best in Tommy Johnson, the best DJ in town. There it is. There you go. Like it is the best of you. I want to stop nonstop partying. Mm. You heard it right there from Miss High Tech herself. Yes, and I also do dances. Uh, I'll be having a Valentine dance uh, February the 10th. I'll be at the hotel over downtown. It's really going to get exclusive down there, you know. You know, the homes used to be there, but they put them somewhere real nice. So the place is out of sight. And then Derby Eve, I'll be at Hotel Louisville. So I have guests coming in. I already have guests coming in from Nashville, Tennessee. They didn't come from Chicago. Everybody knows about me. There, so there, it, is. there it is. So, hey, so listen up, everybody. If you don't have anything going on for New Year's Eve, the River City High Tech Thank Ladies goodness. New Year's Eve Extravaganza Dance is going down. Hilton Garden Inn, once again, that's going down New Year's Eve. That's Sunday, dinner at 9, dancing from 10 to 2. That's two, uh, 2735 Crittenden Drive, uh, right there, semi-formal, dressed in press. I know Jay has will probably be out there with some kind of speckled jacket. and <laughs> You know some, he will. Some the purple pays, gators on. The, you you know the pays is going to be in effect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it's going down. Uh, Miss Joanne, if you could just one more time give them the uh, phone number information so they know how yes, to get Yes, the uh, phone number is 502-224-2386. 502-749-9741. Hope to see you there. Call, try to call me early so I can get you, you know, set. And plus I have, we have suites, rooms, the hotel. If you oh, wanted nice. for that, for that number is uh, 6, 
24-24. So, you know, don't wait. Just call for the rooms and everything will be running out. And, you know, we, did, we didn't ask the most important question. How much are the tickets? Uh, I'm sorry. The tickets are $55, okay? And if those don't want to come for the $55, you can pay $25 for just for the dance if you don't eat. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. Oh, so man, I try options. Yeah, but see, I try to make it. I'm the only one in town that does that to make it, you know, where I can make it possible for you all can come in. You can eat. You can get You can get full. There's a cash bar. So, you know, you want to make sure you have a little something on your stomach. And there you, you go. Get out there and start dancing. There it is. There it is. Well, Miss Joanne, definitely appreciate you coming in. Uh, cannot wait to see what you have going down. And, uh, and I really awesome. appreciate you all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so we, we thank you for that. Hey, and thank you. Thank you. I'm excited, yeah, man. And that's not, I, I tell you what. That's that's it. I just want to see what Jay is gonna wear. Anytime we do any event, I just want to see what Jay. Everybody wants to know what Jay has. It's gonna, gonna be, be pink wearing. something. It's gonna be pink. So it's gonna be pink. Well, somewhere it's just elegant because I like elegant stuff. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Oh, yes, oh, I'm telling elegant. you, this this man is always the most sharply dressed man. Uh, 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 you know, every problem. time we do the derby, the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Jay has is always the one. It, it, we're interviewing people and they're I complimenting him on his suit. I worked suit. at GE with his father. Oh, is that right? Okay. Bill Price. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm uh, go, I'll go way back. Oh, I, so oh, wow. I know you can tell me, tell us some Jay has stories, but I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to get him in trouble on the air. But <laughs> I tell you what, man, we're going to take gonna, pity on him this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So Merry make Christmas. sure you guys come out there. Uh, it's going to be an awesome event. But uh, we're going to go ahead. Take one, take a little break now, and then we'll be right back to get into much, much more. It's going hot and heavy. Uh, give us a call, 776-1350. If you want to get in on anything going on, we have UK, we have U of L, we have All football, right. we have bowl basketball, games. NBA, we got a big announcement. Strong. Chuck Strong getting it done in the bowl game. Hey, we got a big announcement about our show next week. Hey, so we got Huge. so much more to get into. So give us a call next, 502-776-1350. Main Event Sports, 1047 WLOU. We'll be back. I'm late as it is. Now stay put. Don't go anywhere till I get back. Understand me? Nice. why AT&T Prepaid is the perfect holiday gift, according to Marshall and Viv. When you switch to AT&T Prepaid, you get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. And when you switch to AT&T Prepaid, you get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. I said that. Happy holidays? AT&T Prepaid has no annual contracts. It's going on my holiday list for sure. And AT&T's reliable network. The AT&T network. There's no hidden fees. No credit checks. No compromises. No strings attached. AT&T Prepaid has plans for people who like great deals. Plans for people who love gift giving. Flexibility. Reliability. All the abilities. AT&T prepaid is for people in places where it snows a lot, like Syracuse. And plans for people in places where it snows not a lot, like Miami. I love snow. That makes one of us. The list is long. Really long. This holiday season, switch to AT&T prepaid to get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. And all the advantages of AT&T's reliable network with no compromises. In stores or at att.com slash prepaid. Limited time offer available at participating AT&T stores. Requires new line of service, $45, $65 plan, and auto pay. Reliable network claim for third-party sources, fees, coverage, and other restrictions apply. 
Ow, ow. Yep, you guessed it. I'm a speed bump. So I've got one job. I slow you down. So imagine how I feel about Geico, who does way more. Like, not only could they save you money on car insurance, but they've been around for over 75 years, giving people fast and friendly claim service. Ow, ow. Plus, they got a nifty mobile app that gives you 24-7 access. Ow, ow. Just doing my job, buddy. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Back with your number one sports show, main event is in the building. Your host, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers in the building. I'm just feeling a little bit of uh, Christmas uh, spirit, Haven and uh, Rashawn. Man, I am still in the atmosphere of the spirit of uh, Christmas, man. Man, I mean, the main event sports show this this week has just been phenomenal. Tuesday, we partnered with uh, Texas Roadhouse. We partnered with uh, James Lane and Margaret Harris and the Community Connection Show. Uh, we, mar- we partnered with the Metro Parks and uh, uh, the House and Authority of Louisville. And we fed over 400 exactly. people mm-hmm. at the Baxter Community Center. 400 people. And yeah. then gave out toys to at least 175 kids. Twice. Why we were there? Twice, twice. I mean, through the line. Yeah, I mean, we, we gave kids like they they left with multiple toys, and we fed literally like over four hundred people. The place was packed. It was hot, but everybody had a good time. We all had fun, and it was awesome. And then last night for the the main event toy drive, me, Jerry, Kurt, our good friend Kurt Howe, and Santa Claus, man, literally had Santa Claus with us, and we went out and delivered toys. To like around 10 or 15 families. I went to the house and literally Santa Claus walked up there with us and we'd like deliver toys. And you could have seen the looks on these kids' faces. But when, the one when Santa the, Claus showed up. But the one house that stuck out to you and, and a two year old baby stuck out to you, me, you, Haven, and Santa Claus. Oh, the kid was so shocked. The kid, when we came up to the door and he saw Santa Claus at the door, he didn't know what to do. He, did, he, he wasn't scared, he was just like in, 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 shock, in shock and awe. It's like, is this real? What are you doing here? <laughs> what, what are you doing coming to my house? A early. They grabbed his beer, reached into the bag, and put out the doll and held the doll all close. Mm-hmm. Won't let it go. That was special, man. Took, took a picture. Man. It was. I mean, we had guys special stopping moment. us on the street. <laughs> Want to take pictures with Santa? Me, hard dudes. Oh, <laughs> hard, hard guys. Yeah, it was hard. With, with cars with spinners and like 55 <laughs> inch rims and stuff. Tattoos. Like, like, Santa, <laughs> is that you, Santa? Hold up. Hold up, Santa. When I saw I take a picture. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy, man. We was out like all night. My daughter joined us, and we was just delivering toys to kids and families in need. And it was just, it was awesome. It was a special moment. Man, we called one lady on the way there to to, to, um, to deliver the toys, 
And she was like, are you guys prank calling me? I said, no, man, we're not prank calling you. This is the main event sports show. We're here. You know, we got Santa Claus with us. we to drop off some toys. It's like, no, no, you're prank calling me. Why are you prank calling me, uh, you know, on the, on the holiday season? Calling? Why are you teasing me? He said, you're not, mm-hmm. we're not teasing you. She's like, okay, okay, why don't you come, come on over. We got there, and you can see the kids screaming through the, screaming through the house. Oh, my God, it really is Santa. Hurry up. Taking off running. We got in the house. She was like, man, I had to Google you guys to make sure it's true. Tell the rest of it. She said, I had to Google you guys to make sure it's true. She said, I had to Google Jay Haz. Yeah, she had to, had to Google Jay Haz. She said, she's seen Google a sports to make sure you guys were, were for real. Yeah. This yeah, is real. Yeah, man, it was a special moment, man. Awesome. It, was, awesome. it, it, was, it made me learn some things. How, how blessed I really am. And to go into some of these homes, man, and see some of these children, man, that's less fortunate than a lot of us. And just amazing just to see the joy in the, in the children. And that really touched me a whole lot. And, uh, and Kurt and his wife, Kim, appreciate them for all the hard work she has done. And she helped us out with the toys and uh, put the toys together, Rashawn. And, uh, but there's, but the, before we enter the show, Rashawn, I'm going to tell you something. Rashawn, before you leave here tonight... You're going to have a tear in your eye of joy. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you that. And uh, it, it, ama- it amazed me. Let me get a chance. Uh, this is William Rice sitting in with the fellas again as, uh, as I get the chance to. Uh, always glad to be He's here. He's still interning. Still interning, <laughs> Mr. Hazard. Yes, sir. Just wanted to commend you fellas for that effort. And uh, this is definitely coming from the bottom of my heart, mm-hmm. speaking from someone who's been on the other side of that gift giving. Mm-hmm. I've been a recipient. Uh, you know, there were times when my family couldn't afford Christmas and we had uh, different organizations and mm-hmm. such that reached out to us to provide Christmas for us. Mm-hmm. So you, you're talking to somebody who has been on the receiving end of that. And I'm, t- I'm telling you thank you on behalf of those families as well because I, I know how they felt. Of course. Uh, receiving those things from you guys. You, you guys do some wonderful things up here and I uh, just want to encourage you to keep it going. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Thanks, Definitely. intern. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, intern. He comes out tear down with Sean's face. But I want to, matter of fact, real. I want to say, Miss Kim, you did a fabulous job of sorting all the toys and clothes and hats and books and things like that. That's Miss Kurt's housewife and uh, the first lady, Haven, and she did a great job last night. And awesome. And man, it was. I want to thank Kurt for being the driver for Santa Claus and us as well too. He did a safe job through the the rain and through the drizzle and the little snowflakes coming down as well too. And Kurt, man, we appreciate that. So we're, we're going to do a part two tomorrow, Haven. That's right. That's going to happen at nine o'clock. And we're gonna, again. Yeah, we're going to do it again and finish up the what we did started last night with Santa Claus and Kurt. And Rashawn, man, I'm telling you, there's a lot of going on with University of Louisville, big recruiting and football, and it's uh, it's a lot of going on. And Papa. Mm, Papa stepping down. Man, that was huge. Papa John himself is stepping. Decided to step down as CEO. Did you do, you of do something Papa about that, John's International. <laughs> um, but you know what? He's stepping down as CEO of uh, Papa John's yeah. International, but he's still chairman of the board. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's still like kind he's of still in charge. there. Yeah, he's still <laughs> in charge, of course. Well, you know, I mean, the, the, I don't care. <laughs> Rashad, you still hurt, ain't guys. you, man? What I, you know, mean? I appreciate Papa John's employs uh, tons of people. That's nice. he, he, he sponsors like a lot of nonprofits around town. The, the, I appreciate. He paid for Papa the stadium. Does in terms of his philanthropy, but you know what? Bye. Goodbye. Well, why you? Why are you hating on Papa John? He assisted in, in the downward spiral that, that's that's embroiling everything going on at U of L. But they weren't cheating. They so, don't have nothing to worry about. I, I, you know, it's, I'm just saying. It's, if U of L wasn't cheating, they wouldn't have nothing to worry about. We're not being in this predicament right now. I don't. I don't care one way or the other that Papa John. 
Amazon is no longer. He had nothing to do with it. Go go spend your money and be on you know. He had nothing to do with the uh, the only the, 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 the only thing care. he did was just say you know what I don't like the direction of the program. Yeah, well, and then he stepped down. Bye, goodbye. Well, this guy's one cheating. We had nothing to worry about. Good, I'm I'm just good, saying. Good, goodbye. I'm just saying. I mean, I, if, if Rick, I don't, I don't if, have, if Rick I don't wasn't have, cheating, I don't have any thoughts on Papa John. He would still John. be coach. I don't have any any thoughts on Papa John. Am I wrong? Will, am I wrong? I agree with Haven. I, I think that that when when once John Schneider saw some of the misappropriation that was taking place, he spoke out on it. Now, for that, you can't really be upset when you're I'm the one when he, when he's putting some of that money in there that's being misappropriated. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, upset at all. That's his job to speak care. out. I just don't care. As, as a person aboard, that's his job. That's fine. That's his job. You, you say, you know, people stealing your money. You can say whatever you, you know, want hey. to. You can drive your little car up into the stadium and talk about Papa's in the house and throw away your pieces. Whatever. That's fine <laughs> with me. But until Papa John starts sponsoring the main event sports show, I could care less what he oh. does. Oh, Rayshon's in a mood. We know how he gets yeah. sometimes, y'all. When he flip flops, I don't care about you, man. I don't care about nothing. I don't care about nothing, man. It's whatever, man. It's, it's, it's whatever. And then man. the next weekend, it's all he's coming in here with a cardinal head on top of, it's, you know, with a cardinal bird uniform on. You know what I'm saying? It's, man, it's, it's about the family. You remember he acted like that? I think it's something with money in Rayshon. Remember when they, they got the, the Adidas deal? Hey. Rayshon was sour about that. I mean, like, yo, what's that all about? I think it's something with money. Tell you what, let's get into Josh. Let's see. Let's give his <laughs> What's up, Mr. Josh? How you doing? Welcome to the Main Event Sports Show. I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Doing great, man. Man, so this is Josh Edwards of 24-7. This man follows Kentucky recruiting like none other. And if I'm not mistaken, he also follows the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a curse at this time of year. But, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely an interesting job, to say the least. There's never a dull moment, so... Uh, the fact that they're amidst a 0-14 season is not too much of a surprise at this point because of uh, just several reasons, but it's definitely uh, made for a long and, and kind of troubling year in in that regard. I can imagine. I can imagine. You know what? I know we're talking about some, some U.K. recruiting, but I wanna yeah. uh, I wanna also want to talk a little bit about the Browns because it looks like, well, obviously you guys will get the first pick in the draft. And yeah. I, I want to kind of get your thoughts on like who may be the first – the first guy taken, like, like who who should the Browns get? He got a quarterback last year. Uh, yeah. He seems to be working out okay. You really can't tell with the rookie quarterback. So, like, what – you got any feelings about, like, who who they may take first? Uh, there's no inside information, but, you know, you definitely have to assume that they're going to take a quarterback regardless of, you know, if it's UCLA's Josh Rosen, if it's USC Sam Darnold, you know, if it's Lamar Jackson right down the road. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great options, but the fact that they've passed on some names like Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson over the past couple of years is pretty well documented, and I, I don't think that they could stand another PR nightmare to pass on another potential franchise quarterback when they've struggled to find one since their return in 1999. Um, I think Deshaun Kaiser's done some good things this year, but he hasn't been consistent enough to be the guy and to convince them from, from not taking a quarterback with the first overall pick. Man. Now I, I know that you know folks think back to the what what happened with uh, Johnny Football and uh, maybe they're they're a bit gun shy about taking another quarterback uh, in the first round. But you know, in, in my opinion, it seems like Cleveland has some young talent on that team and they have some decent things going on for them. But they also still need a lot of help in in several key areas. Do you think it might be better because this is such a deep quarterback class to maybe trade down a few spots and and pick up some additional picks? 
Well, fortunately, they're in a position where they actually have two top five picks right now yes. because they acquired a first-round pick from Houston last year. So, you know, they could take a quarterback number one overall and still get a guy like Saquon Barkley, the running back from Penn State, or maybe a Derwin James, the safety from Florida State, you know, a couple picks later and really supplement both sides of the football. So uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I definitely think that, you know, over the past couple of weeks with the return of Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon to the wide receiver core, it's definitely helped a bit to kind of stabilize that position. So, uh, you know, you're starting to add a little bit of talent around the quarterback position. Now you've got to make sure that you actually do this right this time because uh, Cleveland's taken a handful of quarterbacks in the first round since the return in 1999, whether it's been uh, Brandon Whedon or Brady Quinn, you know, Johnny Manziel, of course. So uh, whichever route they decide to go, they really can't afford to miss this one yet again. Yeah, I think their first two picks need to be quarterback and offensive lineman. <laughs> like, I, I think yeah. that that's that that's yeah. been one of the big things is they had Joe Thomas that they that they took and, and Joe's been outstanding. But you know, finding guys to help on that offensive line because I remember I I think all the way back to when Tim Couch, uh, you know, was drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Their biggest issue was the fact that Couch had zero protection, none, and it pretty much just derailed his whole NFL career because he just got hit so much. But it'll definitely be interesting uh, to see what happens uh, with the Browns. But definitely, I think they have some talent, so at least they have some working pieces. They just need uh, several more to go along with them, I think. Yeah, I agree, and your point to Tim Couch is absolutely correct. It's you know, I A lot of people would disagree with me on this, but I still think that he might be their best quarterback since the return of 1999. Um, I just don't think we got to see that kind of come to fruition because of you know, as you mentioned, the expansion offensive line that he had to play behind. It's the same thing that happened with, with uh, David Carr over in Houston. Absolutely. If you don't have time to throw the ball downfield, you're not going to be successful. So, uh, you know, however Cleveland decides to solve the quarterback situation, uh, I don't think fans care as long as it's actually solved this time. That's, that's, that's going to be interesting because they have a lot of holes. But like you said, they got two first-round picks or two top-five picks. So, man, they can really, uh, you know, stack, that, uh, stack the deck. And NFL, Absolutely. you know, with all the parity, I'm sure some free agents are coming through. So you can you can turn our roster over rather quickly. Um, but to kind of move on, you know, with UK's, um, you know, first ever early signing period here in college football, uh, how would you rate, like, UK's class? Like, like, what are some of the top guys that they got? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm a big believer in you build through the trenches, and that's exactly what Kentucky kind of did with this class. They got a couple of guys that are – uh, you know, immediate impact type guys on either side of the ball. They're two highest rated commitments. Uh, you've got Marquand McCall, the offensive guard from Michigan, and then you've got Darian Kennard, uh, an offensive tackle from Cleveland. Both of those guys are four-star guys. They're uh, rated in the top, you know, 24-7 on our site. So a couple of very capable offensive linemen. Uh, but regardless, you know, this class is pretty solid from top to bottom. I think it was a pretty successful early signing period for the Wildcats. Okay, and, and coming into this uh, signing period, what did you see what was like the weakest needs of the Cats? They definitely needed help at cornerback, um, which they which they addressed that with, with three guys this year, and then they also uh, needed offensive tackle depth, and, and they're going to have that this coming year with uh, the aforementioned Kennard coming in, and then they've got a pretty promising uh, freshman from last year's class, Nasir Watkins, Plus uh, a transfer from USC, EJ Price, that was a four-star recruit out of Georgia just a couple of years ago. So that's a that's a position that's going to be supplemented quite a bit this coming year. Um, but I think they addressed you know both of those needs very well. 
Now, now you know, of course, everybody is continuing to talk about. We know, uh, you know, that the Kentucky at the quarterback position with Steven Johnson was, you know, okay. That they were good, not great. Um, yeah. Of course, Benny Snell was outstanding as a running back. It seems like Kentucky continues to turn out great running back prospects. Um, but did, did Kentucky do anything to address the quarterback concerns? And then defensively, did they do some things on that side of the ball to kind of bring in some playmakers to assist on that side as well? Yeah, I'll start with the quarterback first. They they had a commitment, actually twice. They had a commitment from a guy named Jaron Williams who, uh, you know, was a very consistent quarterback in the early being, but he wasn't getting a lot of attention. And then he starts going to uh, the Elite 11 in the opening, and he starts getting all this exposure. And the Alabamas of the world, the Miamis, the Floridas, the Ohio State, all of these teams come calling, and it's just hard for Kentucky to hold those teams off right now. So right. Uh, he, he committed to Kentucky twice during the process, but ultimately signed with Miami. Uh, but I think Kentucky was able to rebound fairly well with uh, a guy that's got a lot of similar traits to Steven Johnson. He's a junior college quarterback from uh, Garden City. His name is Terry Wilson. Uh, he was with Oregon before he transferred to Garden City, so he's got a little bit of a background with uh, Division One football. He's he's lightning quick on the field. Um, you know, he's he's not as polished as Lamar Jackson, but he's got that similar like you know quickness and speed that uh, that Jackson brings to the field every time he he steps out there. So uh, Terry Wilson is a guy that I think they rebounded with very well because he's a good leader, um, and he's got a lot of attributes that you know, lead me to believe that he could be successful. He's, you know, going to provide some stability to the position. Um, and he has a defense. great nickname as, yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, he has a great nickname as well. Touchdown Terry. Uh, so <laughs> exactly. I, I like that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if your name's Touchdown Terry, you're uh, you're pretty well set, I think. Pretty well versed in finding the end zone, I would hope. So uh, that's a pretty, pr- pretty positive on that note. But on the defensive side of the ball, the guy that – really intrigues me the most is, is DeAndre Square. He's another guy from Michigan. Uh, four-star type talent, linebacker. You know, he's probably built like a safety right now, but he's going to grow into a linebacker. Uh, Kentucky just needs some of those playmakers to play sideline to sideline. And, uh, you know, they've got a guy like that with Jordan Jones, who, as you know, many are aware, his temper's kind of flared in the Louisville game. But, just a little bit. Uh, DeAndre, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but DeAndre Square is, is another one of those guys that can play sideline to sideline. A very athletic player, plays with a lot of passion. So that's the kind of difference maker that you look for in the defensive side of the ball. Now, now I do have a question because, you know, of course, it seems like Stoops has, has done an excellent job. Uh, you know, he came in with uh, known as a guy who could get some recruits, and it seems like Kentucky had been doing pretty well, um, you know, as far as bringing in guys. Um, but for some reason, it seems like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that the guys necessarily haven't panned out, but for some reason it just seems like, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which is, you know, he was the defensive coordinator of Florida State, they, they have not uh, seemed to develop. Has it just been considered just misses on the recruiting trail? Or, or what do you think the biggest reason has been for that? Or uh, am I reading too much into that? No, I think there's a couple of reasons that kind of go into it. Um, Kentucky has employed a 3-4 you know, defensive scheme on that side of the ball, and it's so tough to recruit nose tackles out of high school. Right. Um, you know, you're competing against the Alabamas of the world for some of, you know, the elite talent. So they've struggled to find that position. They've struggled to build depth along the, the defensive line. They've done pretty well with uh, the linebackers, whether it be, you know, Denzel Ware or Josh Allen currently or Bud Dupree or Zadarius Smith in the past. So, you know, they've done fairly well at linebacker, but defensive line is an area where they've had to start build, building some of this, this depth. 
uh, to compete in the SEC. And on the back end, I don't think the cornerbacks are developing as much as they need to at this stage. Those are um, some guys that have played quite a bit as freshmen. Um, and, you know, here they are as juniors, and I just don't think that they've developed to where you would hope to see them at this point in the year. I agree. To me, it would be very interesting to see what the Cats look like come the 2018 season. I always thought Kentucky should be like a run-heavy team. Uh, but it seems like for some reason they, they seem to be dead set at certain points of the season on trying to be a, a pass-first team where it seems like their personnel has always been like run first and like pass second to third. Uh, so I'd be interested to see what what the what the change in quarterback and some other things if they still try to force the pass or they still just try to to be that run oriented team. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they've kind of abandoned the run game a little bit too early in games this season. It's it's clearly their you know their bread and butter, and uh, you know it's kind of night and day how the the run game has performed from the first half of the season to the second half of the season because. They brought in uh, freshman center Drake Jackson, who was you know a four-star, five-star recruit in his own right, just a couple of years ago from from uh, you know Lexington area, and he's going to help provide some stability to that offensive line. And I think Kentucky's really done a much better job of running the football since he's been instituted into that offensive line. So uh, it's been more of an emphasis, I think, in the second half of the season, just because they have had more success, but. It was frustrating the first half because, as you said, that's kind of what they should be known for, especially in the SEC. And uh, they just weren't having any traction whatsoever. This is a group that, you know, had a lot of success running the football last year, and it just wasn't there early in the season. So they made some changes, and we kind of got back to that in the second half. Uh, good. Day. Hey, man, Josh, thanks for calling in. If you can, let all listeners know like, how we can follow you on Twitter, on Internet, and, and all the good stuff. Yeah, you can find us at uh, Kentucky.247sports.com. We'll have you covered with all the uh, you know, late signing period over the next month and a half. We've got the second signing period in February 7th. Uh, Kentucky's going to have about five guys probably signed at that point, so stay tuned there. You can also follow me on Twitter at jedwar247. That's J-E-D-W-A-R-247. All righty. Hey, man, hey, thanks for calling in. I can't wait to have you back on the show to talk some more Kentucky uh, football. Yeah, anytime. Anytime you need me, I'm, I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Man, that's my man Josh calling in from Kentucky 24-7. If you want to know anything about the Wildcats, that's the man right there. It'll be very interesting, man, to see what happens with that. Touchdown, Terry. That was the one name that stuck out to me. Touchdown, I, Terry I Wilson. I love that, man. I that love just that. sounds like an old school, like from some uh, movie from the 80s, like Wildcats or something. Touchdown, <laughs> Terry Wilson with another Wildcats. touchdown. Okay. Yeah, that's um, old school, that. right? Hey, check that out with Goldie Hawn. Busted <laughs> Snipes. Wildcats. That's, that's Movie's school. awesome. But, hey, yeah. I want everybody to know, next Saturday, the main event sports show, unfortunately, we're not going to be here in the palatial estates of uh, WLOU. Jayville. Unfortunately, we will be uh, with heavy hearts in Jacksonville, Florida, broadcasting live from Jacksonville, Florida, hopefully broadcast after a, a I won't victory. Be here. With the I won't be here. How are you going broadcasting? Man, we, we're back to somebody. <laughs> yeah, okay, man, uh, yeah, okay, okay. We'll find somebody. Maybe Bill may want to. Maybe one uh, get on the ones and twos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know that ain't happening. Yeah, I understand that. One. But still, but we'll that. be in Jacksonville, Florida, covering uh, the Louisville Mississippi State game. Should be a great football game. We found out that uh, Jair Alexander will not be playing in the bowl game. He decided he's going to go pro and is going to save himself just in case maybe injury. Uh, Lamar looks like he's still going to play, which does not surprise anybody. 
uh, that he will be playing a bowl game. It's going to be a great game. Uh, former Louisville defensive coordinator Ron English will be the defensive coordinator for Mississippi State. Um, you know, it, this Mississippi State team is kind of hard to gauge because the starting quarterback is out. A true freshman is kind of going to is going to be at, at the quarterback spot. Uh, the head coach is gone. Mullins has gone to uh, to Florida. Uh, he took um, Todd Grantham with him, and half the coaching staff is now in Florida. So he kind of got a skeleton crew kind of piecing together the bowl game. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Hey, I'll tell you what, I think it's going to be a very good game. Um, I think that uh, this is a Mississippi State team that's been predicated on uh, defense and, and running the ball. Um, this quarterback they had coming in in his limited snaps has done pretty well. He only had about a 57% completion percentage, um, but he had uh, run averaging about six and a half yards of carry um, with the running, and he showed the ability to complete some passes. So, And we saw um, what Louisville's defense looked like. Without Jair in the secondary. Exactly. So, I mean, with the fact that Jair's not going to be there, the fact that Mississippi State has a top-10 defense, um, I, I don't expect that Louisville's just going to just, ro- get, you know, roll over Mississippi State like some people are predicting. I think it's going to be a pretty good game because one, one thing that you see a lot of times when you have coaching changes and those coaches leave those players is that those players come out with a lot of, come on, angry. Uh, of momentum because they want to prove that, you know, the coach made a mistake or that, you know, they deserve the respect of – him still being there, and they want to fight. So I hope that the Louisville players are not as confident as some of the fans are because all I've heard is Louisville's going to run over Mississippi State. Mississippi State ain't nothing. You know, they're going to just go out there and trash these dudes. I think that's a, you know, to expect this to just be a, you know, a blowout. I I don't see that happening. But on the flip side, since we're still talking about UofL football, we need to talk about, once again, an early sign period for the University of Louisville fighting Cardinals, the Biquiti. And I must say, you know, I said this when Bobby first became head coach the second time around. If we're going to be competitive in the ACC in the long run, we have to start averaging four to six four-star recruits per class. And those guys have to be kind of spread out between offense and defense. But you have to average that many four-star guys to keep pace with the Florida States and the Clemsons. Because Clemson's recruiting class, good Lord, they got the number one player in like five different states. (laughs) They got the number one player in Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Michigan. That's not too bad. That's real. (laughs) Hey, I'm telling you, Dabo's getting it done, man. That's real. I mean, mean, you know, when when you look at it, Louisville ended up with the, um, you know, the fourth highest rated class overall behind Florida State. Uh, Miami and Virginia Tech, uh, and, and excuse me, no, it was it was behind Miami, Florida State, and Clemson, and then Virginia Tech was right behind Louisville. Um, but Louisville did a good job being fourth overall, being third uh, in the in the uh, Atlantic Division. But but so, but, you know. but you know what? But that's excellent because yes. Louisville was like six on average for the past like three years. Right, Louisville's recruiting classes were ranked like six, yeah. so to jump up two spots to four. It's huge because as you saw this season, you know, once we lost those three guys on the defense, the defense disappeared. You know, once we lost the defense, our starter on defensive line, Bailey, 
Uh, Jair goes out, and then we lose our starting linebacker, Stacey Thomas. The defense has completely disappeared. Yeah. Because you can see what depth and talented depth means. And guys like Clemson loses guys, and they just like, oh, whatever. You know, their whole entire defensive line goes to NFL Two next years year, in a row. And they just reload yeah. with, like, new NFL talent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so, just crazy. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. But, I, I you know, going into it, the, the coaching staff was expecting 17 to 20 signees. Um, on the early signing period, not only did they get the 17 that they knew where they're going to come to, they got all 20. Uh, and, and the biggest headliner, crazy. that's all. I mean, like, literally, that's the first time. No flips, no guys that they lost out on that they already had committed. Um, the guys that, that they wanted, they yes. pretty much got. It was I mean, a huge day I for mean, What's so crazy about this, for, for those out there listening, is that Kentucky is not a football state. We don't produce football talent. Clemson. Miami, Florida State, those guys got built-in advantages. Yeah, you know they live. You know their schools are in states that produce. You know, for in Florida's case, they produce like half the four-star talent in the country. Right. So you know when you when you have a talent pool like that, you know it's easy to keep high-rated guys. But when you have to go out and you have to fight the Floridas, the Florida States, the Miamis, you know the Georgias, the Georgia mm-hmm. Techs, the Alabamas, and go to their home turf and fight for guys. And you can still hold on to your guys. That's huge. Yeah, and, and you know, for, for for some guys that you want to look out for, first of all, I love the fact of the guys who enroll early. Like that's become a new trend of guys coming in, enrolling in the spring, so they get a you know a, a head start, and that way they can make an impact that fall. Uh, Dorian Etheridge was a guy who did that. A guy named Jair Alexander did that. Did that, and, and you know that really gives you a lot of momentum heading into the following fall. And, of course, with Alabama coming in, several of these kids wanted to make the point they wanted to get here early. Louisville's going to have nine kids enroll in the spring. So that's huge, including several of those defensive linemen. So Which with is what Louisville sorely, yeah. sorely needed was defensive line uh, help. And they went out with this class, mm-hmm. and that's what they focused on. Last year they focused on offensive line talent. Yeah. And you can tell because all those guys played, they started, and you saw the difference. Yeah. And it's, of course, they got the best coach I think in college, best offensive line coach in college football, Mike mm-hmm. Summers, and that really helped a lot. Yeah. But with Mike Summers and talent, you saw what Louisville offensive line could do. Now they're going to focus on the defensive line, and they got some some gems. Well, so some names and some guys that are going to be coming in early. Robert Hicks, an inside linebacker, who's going to be looking to try to take the spot that's going to be uh, replacing Stacey Thompson. He's coming in early. Chandler Jones, a 6'2 cornerback, uh, who's going to look to try to get some of those snaps. The Jerry Alexander is going to be leaving out there. He's going to be here early. Michael Boykin, a kid He's who had been back committed. Again. Yeah, he had been committed two years ago, but ended up having to go the JUCO route. Very, very talented defensive end. Uh, Jarrett Goldwire, a junior college defensive tackle that I think is going to be one of the standouts this year, as well as a big tight end, 6'8", Nigel Kilby. Uh, Jarrett Jackson, a young man who some thought might flip to South Carolina the day of signing, uh, but you know, he stayed, little held on true. to him, stayed true. Uh, it's come you know, to U of L. Those called South Carolina gave him like a dirty hat. That hat was terrible. Like, hat when was I saw the was, when I saw the Walmart picture of the terrible, hat. I knew he, I, uh, that terrible hat. I knew he was gonna pick Louisville. No, see, no, I like. There's no way that kid's putting that hat no, on. No, of course I see. Because Louisville's smart. Because the kid had a high top fade, so Louisville sends him a visor that you could put over the high top fade. Right. There's <laughs> no way in the world he's gonna put that hat. 
and mess with high top like, fade. That, all that, that South Carolina hat looked like one of them hats you get with your free subscription to so Sports <laughs> Illustrated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One of them just extra terrible hats. Extra you know what I'm saying? Uh, Tutu Atwell, a young man who was the quarterback at Miami Northwestern. Anybody uh, who knows Miami Northwestern, Teddy Bridgewater, his school. Charlie Strong. That was Charlie Strong's entire team. Fa- fa- favorite school <laughs> with, was Miami Northwestern. Tutu Atwell. Took um, took the uh, Miami Northwestern team back to the state championship, won the 4A state championship at quarterback. But 2-2 for Louisville will probably play a little bit of wide receiver, a little bit of running back, maybe a little bit of quarterback. Um, but we got him in there as well. All those guys are names as well as Jatavius Harris, a kid who was committed to Tennessee, a three-star, half three-star, borderline four-star wide receiver, decommitted from Tennessee after all the shakeups down there and committed to Louisville. And they're all, all those guys are going to be here early in the spring, so that's huge. That's wonderful. I, this is a perfect time to transition into – uh, the topic about Teddy Bridgewater actually taking snaps last weekend with Minnesota. Yes. Uh, as you're talking about the Florida recruits coming to U of L, Teddy Bridgewater's old high school. I thought it was a perfect time that we mentioned that. Um, Just he huge. did throw an interception, but it was not his fault. It, it hit the hands of the receiver. When it, when it touches your hands, you need to bring that in. Yeah. Uh, but that was definitely a big step. Was glad to see him back on the field. It's, you know, he looked strong. So let's hope that he gets some more snaps this coming weekend. Well, you got the Vikings and the Green Bay Packers that are going to be playing tonight. So man, that's uh, you know with, with with them with them announcing yeah that they're playing tonight and with uh, Aaron Rodgers shutting it down. If the Vikings can get off to a good start, might see Teddy Bridgewater out there again. Man, you know the Vikings. Man, they got a tough tough choice at the end of the season because Case has been playing. Like very well, man. I, I I don't. You know what? Case Kingdom is is a nice player, but I'm not buying it. I, I just I'm sorry. Like you just usually, like I said, unless I you're mean, Rich I mean, Gannon. I mean, Rich Gannon, the was dude a, played the whole season, the former, playing well the whole season. He, he was a backup with the Kansas City Chiefs for like eight years, and then literally came to the Raiders and just became like Superman, <laughs> and and ended up becoming like a great player. But usually, well, you know, that doesn't but happen. You know, but a lot of times the systems, I mean, the system changes. The personnel changes and it, it and they can highlight what you do best. I mean, you yeah, know, I, I, I case, totally agree with you, but I mean, I, but you, I mean, would you be willing to to invest long term money in the case kingdom? Like, I, I just, I mean, it's hard, <laughs> but, you know, but it's hard though. But it, you know, it, it's it's really hard because Case has played well. Case has come to the Vikings and he's played exceptionally well since he's been the Vikings. So it, it, it's hard to tell. But I mean, but, but I look winning. at it like this. I look at it like this. You know, the Minnesota Vikings have one of the best offensive lines in football. They have one of the best defenses in football. If you are a quarterback worth your salt and you're not just horrible, you should have success because you literally can just lean on the uh, running game, see, now, the know, play here's, action, here's the thing, here's and the thing, pass the ball. Here's the thing. Like, you should. See, in, in my opinion. No, see, you should. It's like the big operative word in that sense. There's a lot of quarterbacks that you can give a lot of, a lot of great things to and still are horrible. Jets. Yeah, but they, but the, the Jets, Jets will tell you. But the Jets have never had the Vikings' offensive line. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm just saying. No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm saying this. is is that Case has done a good job I'm of a, managing I'm the a, game. I'm, I'm gonna say this. You you give. I mean, you can you can like Brad Johnson if you want to, but I I would rather have a guy who can be a star that can win the game with his okay, arm. Like, okay, okay, that's enough. If, if Case can win the game with his arm, that's but it. We'll, we'll see about that. Terrible. We'll see. Hey, but you know what? I want everybody <laughs> know. Go to maineventsports101.com, sign up for the newsletter, download the app, Mm -hmm. because we're doing big things this week, and we're going to have big announcements coming up for the new year, because we got some big stuff we're doing. I want you to stay involved, so go to maineventsports101.com, sign up for the newsletter, 
download the app. You can listen to shows. You can read all the blogs. As man, uh, Leanne Herring uh, is keeping us in steps. So B my man, U K. We gotta go, man. We gotta go. B U K. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. And without any struggle, there is no progress. Peace. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's to you guys. I'm destined for more than the universe. I'm a king, boss. Rule everything. I sustain on my word. Put in work, work, work.